0: Go ahead and heat me up. There we go. So, uh, this is a busy week for our arts program. Christmas Eve early takes up a lot of people, a lot of energy. And so, one of the things that we thought we would do to help them is we would ask the youth band, who is running off the stage right now, if they would help and fill in, and they did. And of course, the first two songs had technical difficulties, which, look, when I have technical difficulties, I get lost. They recovered far faster than I ever would, so they did a really good job. I'm really grateful that they were willing to do that. Uh, Boy, I don't know about you. By the way, my name is Blair, and it does not feel like Christmas yet. I don't know if it's the weather. I don't know if it's just the weird year. The closest thing... I've got to realizing we're close to Christmas is that last week I found myself um, stressing about what in the world I was supposed to buy Tracy for Christmas. This happens every year, so that's on cue, and it seems to be in order, and that's kind of a signal that that's happening, and there there was about to be a bunch of gifts exchanged. We're going to do that, so it's getting close, and it's why we started this series called Gift Exchange, where um, we've taken and we've looked at some different gifts in the scriptures, And we've kind of correlated them with a different type of gifts that we do with each other. we talked about how we like to have equal gifting with each other. We like to make sure we do that. We talked about the White Elephant Exchange where you don't go expecting something great. You get what you deserve kind of in that setting. Today you brought in some gifts and you dropped them off and you're not leaving with anything, which is going to connect to the kind of gift giving that we're going to talk about today. Now, to get us thinking a little more deeply about this, um, we're going to do a little bit of an exercise. Um, if if you're at home, uh, I need you to find a pen and some paper. I need you to go and get that ready because it's, e- it's easy to watch at home, but we want you to be fully participating today, and this exercise is going to be really important. So if you can go and find that, that would be great. The rest of you here, you have a piece of paper and a pen on your uh, chair, if you could pull that out, and at the top of the paper, write number one, and the halfway down, write number two, and I'm going to ask you to answer two questions. I don't know if they'll be hard for you. I'm hoping that they come to your mind fairly easily, like, like they're big enough that they'll come to your mind, but you might have to process a little, and I'll give you a little time to think about it, okay? Here's the first question. Write this next to answer number one. What's the best gift you've ever been given? Now, here's some rules. Keep it here and now. Don't don't make this a spiritual answer. This is something that somebody gave you tangibly here and now. It doesn't have to be a Christmas gift. It could be a gift at any time in your life. Somebody gifted you with something, and in your mind, you identify it as the best gift. Now, you may say, man, I've got three or four. Just pick one. Pick one and put it on the list best gift you've ever gotten. Can we put a little music in the background here and we'll just let them think about that for 30 seconds. Best gift you've ever been given. Okay, number two, I want you to write down the best gift you've ever given, the best gift that you've ever given. Listen, if you're sitting next to your spouse and you write down, I gave them myself, that's not going to fly, right? Do a little, like work a little harder at this, come up with the best gift that you've given. This one might take a little while, so I'm going to show you a video of some people who are answering these two questions. Maybe it'll help jog your memory, but I want you to try and write down legitimate answers to one and two, but check this out. best gift
1: I've ever given or received, I, we were like six or seven years old and my parents uh, wanted to help out one of my friends, families who didn't have a lot. And they asked us, my brothers, uh, if we would all sacrifice something for the holidays so that they could have a better holiday. And without knowing what we did, we made a really great impression on another family. I once gave my dad a gift because he started running, and I gave him a gift to go out to San Diego and run a 5K with him. And like, I don't like running, so it was a big deal.
0: A very competitive spirit for my older brother. You know, we played soccer together growing up. He's a huge role model and just doing the best you can at everything while being the best person you can. So, um, yeah, just fire in the belly. That was the best um, gift I've ever received. I gave my mom a spa
1: day in like Palm Springs one, one day. That was good. That's a, that's a good mom gift. <laughs> one of my really close friends. Um, we do like a Bible study together, and so as her gift, she kind of gave me this huge basket where she just made like different um, canvases, um, notebooks, like kind of things that I can use like throughout the year. And so I know it's something that something like may seem very small to another person, but just to see that you took the time to even make it and really think about me um, and even like helping me to like have those things to grow my life of faith was something that took really special like within my heart. When I was a college student at SBCC, or I just graduated from SBCC, and I had some student loan payments that I was making to my parents, and the best gift they gave me that Christmas was. The rest of the money that you owe us, will forgive you that, so you won't have to pay. So that was probably one of my sweetest Christmas memories with my family. For an anniversary, I made like this big old like poster, and it had like scavenger hunt clues on the back. So like it was like a whole day of activities, and it was fun. Last Christmas,
0: I gave my wife a new car, and she loved it. First time I picked something up, and she just. Absolutely loves, tells me every other day how much she loves it. The best gift I've received, my uh, daughter was born on Thanksgiving, and so that was the best holiday gift I've ever received. My dog, I got her when
1: she was a puppy on Thanksgiving Day, and she's my best friend. Ten years later, still, I'm so grateful for her. <laughs> when my friend had leukemia, his first week in the hospital, he was really bored, he didn't have anything to So I gave him my TV and my Xbox so he could play
0: games and just stave off the boredom and depression. All right, those are some pretty good answers. I'd like to make this observation, at least I found this to be true when I was trying to answer these two questions. It was easier for me to answer number one than it was number two, because number two felt a little bit braggy, like... Oh, I did this and it was great. But I think the other reason number two is a little difficult is you don't always know if that was the best gift for somebody else. I mean, they might have expressed gratefulness at the time, but you don't know if that was their best gift. It was the best thing that you've done. And so um, what happens is answering that second question, I actually think both of these questions kind of reveal what you value. They reveal that I, I value these kinds of things, and so that's what makes the list. And so these answers tend to be very personal in nature, which is kind of the point. When I was doing this exercise, number one for me uh, made the list. I, I had several, and I, just, I picked this one out because it kind of stands the test of time. There was some key things to it that caused me to think back even to this day and think, what an incredible gift. Um, Tracy and I were young. We had five young kids at home. I was early in ministry, and uh, we, were living, we were living on a shoestring, but we were making it. But there was very little margin for anything else. And I had been driving at the time a 1989 Toyota Corolla, much like that one. Not like that one, but much like that one. And I, it, if you don't know anything about me, I buy a car, and I drive it until it dies, Because I do not like spending money on something that depreciates and then is wasted. So I'm going to drive it for as long as I can. And every car I buy like that, um, it's on a two-year plan. My wife will ask me, how long do you intend to keep this car? And I say, two more years. And after two years pass, she'll go, I thought you were going to get rid of this. And I'll say, I'm just going for two more years I'm just going for two more years. So, so I'm, I'm stretching this thing out as far as I can. But I would get in this car and I would start to think, I'm not sure I'm gonna make it to my destination. And I, I, it's not like the car was unsafe, that didn't worry me, I drive unsafe all the time. I have no problem with that, that's fun. I mean, you feel alive and awake in a car that you know you have to pay attention to everything that's going on. This car, You had to start it a certain way, you had to shift it a certain way, and you had to run the heat all the time in order to bring the heat off the engine, otherwise it was gonna overheat on you and you were in trouble, which was terribly unenjoyable during the summer when you rolled the window down and warm air blew in the car, but the heat was on, right? But I got to a place where it wasn't just unsafe, I wasn't sure it was gonna get us anywhere. And there was a big problem, I didn't have a plan for this. Look, I, if I don't have a plan, I'll go make a plan. I have, I have backup plans for my plans usually. But in this situation, I, I didn't know what we were gonna do. And so we were quietly talking about this and in the middle of that process, a friend of Tracy's called her and said, hey, we've got this older car, it's in really good condition, we just don't want it anymore, would you guys want this car? And I I honestly think we tried to turn it down initially because we were embarrassed that they would try to do that sort of thing. But we accepted that gift, and it made a big difference for us. It filled a need that we didn't know how we were going to fill. And I think one of the reasons I remember this gift is I I think it, it marked a time where I saw a faithful couple follow a voice of God, and God used them in a way in our lives that we could not have done on our own. Like it was, it was so overwhelming and shocking to have something like that happen. And so it marked it. And, I, and as I think back on that story, I want you to reflect because there, there are several things that happened in that story that I suspect happened in your number one too. So I want you to look at your number one closely and I want to ask you a few questions. When you got that gift, did you feel humbled? were you surprised by it? Did it meet a need that you had that you didn't know how you were going to fulfill any other way? Was it just the right timing? Did the gift that you wrote down on your piece of paper, did you feel like it was a profound act of kindness from somebody? Now, here's the thing. The people who gave us that car, we express gratefulness to them, but I don't think we've ever gone back and said, look, as we've looked back on the gifts that we've gotten over our life, this is one of the best. I don't know that they know that, so I don't know how they would be able to fill that down and mark that out, but, um, but I looked at the other kind of gifts on my list that could have made the list. My parents gave me a gift when I was in high school that would prepare me for college that may, they made a major sacrifice for. And I realized that another one of the like primary things these gifts have in common was that somebody made a sacrifice. For the gift that you have is number one. Did you recognize that somebody made a sacrifice for you? Number two, I asked you to consider what was the best gift that you have ever given. Um, and again, this is a hard, this is a hard thing. You heard the two girls on there talking about how she gave her mom a spa day, right? And her mom's probably not going to identify that as the best gift ever, but, um, but she was revealing her values. She knows her mom. She knows how stressed her life was, and to give her a day away to go and relax somewhere made a ton of sense to her. And so she said, hey, that's the best gift that I've ever given, Um comes personal in nature, where your values kind of are at play. And as I look at my second gift, like this, the answer to the second one, um, mine is it's pretty personal. In that it's it's a it's a creative gift. It's not like in a box, kind of hand it to a person. But I think it has some pretty important elements to it. Um, the best gift I've ever given. I think had to do with encouraging my wife to go back to school and then finding a way to make it happen so that she could go to nursing school. She had a lot of doubts of whether she should even do that, whether she should consider that sort of thing, and we knew if we did it, there would be a ton of sacrifice. in fact um, we, we knew our marriage would suffer a little bit, and it did. But because we were prepared for it, we had planned for it, we were okay. But there were people in Tracy's classes who ended up in marital trouble, and some of them got divorced because the coursework was so strenuous that the couples never saw each other. So we knew we, knew we had kind of signed up for that. But at the end of all of that time, the end of all of that difficulty... I watched my wife go out and get jobs where she was using all of her skills. She would come home wanting to talk about it and was energized by what she had done and what she was doing. And uh, she was finally getting paid what I thought she was worth. I thought she was worth a lot more than the jobs that she could find before. And so all of that kind of shifted and changed and it caused her life to kind of go in a different direction. Um, as you look at number 2, I want you to answer these questions. Did that gift that you give did it make someone's life better? Was it a sacrifice for you when you gave it? Did it reveal that you knew somebody else's needs really well? You knew their needs and you met that in a unique way. Did it change their life? See, in, in that second category, the gift was more than just a gift. I actually saw a, a commercial about this that um, was staggering for me. You'll know the person. Um, it's an Elton John commercial. I don't know if you've seen this or not. I want you to see it where he talks about a gift that he was given that was more than just a gift. Check this out.
1: <laughs> but then again, no, or a man who makes potions
0: in travel
1: traveling shoe I know it's not much, but it's the best I can do My gift is my song and this one's for you
0: awesome. What I loved about that commercial was the reflection moment at the end. His mom's not there anymore. But he's thinking about all the things that his life got to do, that his uh, music had impacted, the people's lives, all of that kind of stuff because his mom gave him a gift. It was more than a gift. It was something that changed his life profoundly. And if you would ask him what's your best gift you've ever been given, that piano would have made the list for him because it changed the direction of his life. I'm convinced that um, giving and receiving, memorable gifts, great gifts, gifts that leave an impact on us, all have very similar hallmarks. They have these, so I was asking you the questions I was asking you. They have a profound impact on our life that mark us. The gift I want to talk to you about today from the scriptures has all of those elements to it. Except there's one big problem. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I've tried. I've tried looking at different layers of this to try to wrap my mind around it. And I, and I don't get it. Maybe some of you will. But I want to walk you through it in a way that helps you understand this from a, from a perspective of giving an incredible gift. And I want to see if you can make sense of it. And if you can't, maybe it will help you to identify the profoundness of this gift. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. He gave his son. I've tried to consider a scenario, any scenario, where it would make sense to me that I would offer up the life of somebody that I loved for somebody else. I don't want this to be theory for you. I want you to put somebody in your mind. a, A parent, a friend, your spouse, a kid, somebody that you deeply love. I want you to put them in your mind right now and ask what scenario could I come up with that would cause me to think that it would be a good thing for me to do to sacrifice their life for somebody else's. By the way, (laughs) we don't have to come up with a scenario for God. We actually know the scenario, and it's disturbing. God would choose to sacrifice his son for some who would reject him. He would sacrifice his life for some who would try to take advantage of that gift. He would sacrifice his son for some people who would look at God as a possible genie that would give them what they want, make their life happy and good, smooth out everything. And if they didn't get it that way, they would withdraw their love and affection for him. He would sacrifice his son for people who would follow him in a lukewarm sort of way. I feel like it when it's good for me. That that was his choice. Listen, I don't know about you, but if I'm coming up with a scenario where the sacrifice of somebody that I love, again, put their name in your head and just say it to you. Would I sacrifice this person What would be the requirements? And I tell you, I came up with a couple. I came up with a couple. One of them is that they would have to be worthy of such a sacrifice. And you could say, listen, um, yeah, Jesus sacrificed for all those people, but some of them also accepted. Yeah, they did. And even when they accepted and it changed their life, they still mess up. They still do things that are contrary to what God wants us to do. And he still did it. I, 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 would want, I would want them to be worthy. I would want to know that for the life of the person that I deeply loved. That person would be worth it. I think I'd also want some guarantees. I'd want some guarantees. That if I did this. Certain things would work out and go well. But you know what's crazy? If, if you want to get a good picture of what God chose to do, this is how you would have to start thinking about this. Um, I would come to you and say, I want you to make a sacrifice of this person that you love for a jail full of criminals. And at first you'd go, well, did they do anything to belong being there? And I I could say to you, hey, um, some of them have minor offenses in your mind. Some of them are, are horrible, like terrible people. But it doesn't matter who they are, they all have life sentences. They all have life sentences. And you go, okay, if I sacrifice for that group of people, what do they get out of it? What do they get out of it? They get their freedom back. They get to live their lives again. They they get all of that back and more. And then I would ask this question. I don't know about you, but this is the guarantee part of it. If I do this, how long will they be free? And I wouldn't like the answer. Because in the scenario that we know where God sacrificed his son, we know that people could choose to stay in jail or go back there if they wanted to based on their acts of will. And although there was a sacrifice of his son that was made for these people, they wouldn't have to follow through and take hold of that freedom. And that's the scenario. That's the scenario that we'd be looking at. Let me ask you this, if you knew that that was the score, that that's how it was going to work out, you were going to sacrifice your loved one for a group of people where maybe a few would take advantage of that and get their freedom, and the rest would be ungrateful. But at a minimum, all of them would have this one thing in common. They wouldn't deserve it. They wouldn't be worthy of it. Would you? Write down on number two, I'm willing to sacrifice their name for a jail full of criminals. I'm in. That will be the greatest gift I've ever given. I wouldn't can't even think about it. I mean, can't even imagine it. And yet our God who had a son said, "I'm going to do that for you." Can you can you imagine the love that would have taken to drive that kind of decision? I want you to think about that love for a little bit the band's prepared a song and I just want you to think about the sacrifice that God made for you the love that it would have taken for him to do the unthinkable as you listen to this
1: simplicity, humility, to the way you love me, and honesty, and purity, God, you make it easy, no special words or formulas could ever win you.
0: not that we're incapable of giving great gifts. Most of you wrote down a number two on your paper. It's just the gift that God chose to give is unimaginable for me. I don't know how he did it. But it was motivated by love. And it's kind of like, like bringing a gift and dropping it off and going away and not getting anything out of it. What exactly does God get out of that? It has all the great hallmarks. It's more than just a gift. There was sacrifice that came with it. It changed our lives forever. And I hope, I hope over the next week or so, that in the busyness of your life, you'll find a chance to sit down and reflect. And you'll reflect that the things that your life has done, the things you have experienced, the places you have gone, the people that you have interacted with and talked to, that are different because you followed Jesus and he gave you a chance for that kind of life. Do you understand it changed the whole course of everything that you are? This is why we celebrate. This is why we go to parties and give gifts and talk about joy and peace and hope. Because somebody gave outrageously to us. And without that kind of love, we're all in trouble. We're the criminals. We didn't deserve it. And it was given to us. Love as a gift, love that we needed. It came at the right time, in the right moment, and it changed our story. We're going to give you a chance just to um, express that to God here with another song. This one, uh, they want you to stand and join with them, and I hope you'll join your hearts as you sing about the love that you need from God. Let's do that now.